Good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, David Greenhaw, and I uh, am an ordained minister of the United Church of Christ. And I'm uh, happy to be serving this year as the interim senior minister of this congregation. And today we welcome those of you who are here and remind you that while you're here, there's just as many of you. In fact, last week, almost twice as many of you. I don't know. You were in good number last week, but you all were in great number last week. So we welcome you as well, those of you who are watching remotely, uh, particularly this morning. uh, As always, we welcome the group watching at Bentley Village. And I'm Reverend Angela Wellsbean, and I serve as your Minister for Congregational Care. We'd like to ask you to now register your attendance with us. And so you'll find the attendance pads at the end of your pews. Please take a moment to fill that out and pass it to your neighbors so we know who is here in person this morning. And if you're one of the many folks joining us online, please write in the comment section that you're here with us today and where you're worshiping from so we can see how far and wide our reach is extending. And if you're online, you can find in that comment section a link to the bulletin. So if you'd like to follow along in the bulletin, just click on that link and it'll open right up for you. So um, we have word from Sandy Goldstein, who is the manager of the Bargain Box, uh, that they are in need of volunteers. Uh, They've got a whole uh, batch of volunteers, but they need just a few more. So if you're looking for a project... Uh, you may be in touch with Sandy Goldstein to do that. And if you don't know what the bargain box is, because for a while I had never heard of the bargain box, but I've both been there and I've learned a most remarkable thing about it. The bargain box is a thrift store that is uh, run and operated by this congregation. And the net proceeds from that go to the board for uh, uh, mission outreach. And that board distributes those funds to uh, organizations and projects all around uh, the county and the country. And uh, we're delighted to have this uh, thing. And it amounts to actually quite a bit of money. Uh, So uh, shop at the bargain box, volunteer at the bargain box, uh, hand off your gently loved things to the bargain box. Um, And you can do that two ways. You can go to the Bargain Box, which is just south on Tamiami Trail. Go there, shop, and drop off your goods. Or if that's not convenient, we have a shed right here in the church's parking lot. You can just open the door and pop your things in there. A couple, a few more announcements. Um, This coming Wednesday is the start of our Wacky Wednesday midweek children's ministry programming. So if you have a young person in your life and you would like them to participate in Wacky Wednesdays, please pick up a registration form in the Narthex after worship today. Or if you're online, you can get the registration form from our church website. Or if you know a child, a young person lives in your community, a neighbor, a family member, you know, they don't have to be your child directly, but someone in your orbit who you'd like to extend the invitation to, please pick up a registration form and maybe drop it off with them. And the second announcement is also mission-related. Cans for Communion is next Sunday. Every communion Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, we do a collection of non-perishable food items to go to our mission partner, Grace Place. So when you're out doing your shopping this week, please put a few extra items in your cart for that collection next Sunday. And if you're not sure what to pick up, you can find a list of suggested items in your bulletin. So that is next Sunday. 
So uh, everybody has an anniversary who's married. Sometimes they have one, sometimes they have two, sometimes they have 50. But uh, we are celebrating today the 69th anniversary for Hank and Louise Leander, who are over here. Happy anniversary to you. And now, let us center ourselves for the worship of God. God calls us to hospitality, to serve others as generously as God serves us. Let us give God the glory through the love and compassion we show one another, for we might be entertaining angels unawares. Let us do so by standing together in body or spirit and joining in our opening hymn. Let us pray together now the invocation printed in your bulletin. We thank you, God, that you have spoken to people of faith at many times and in various ways, and that in Jesus, your living word, you have revealed among us. We come longing once more to know your presence and to hear your word. We come eager to follow Jesus. We rejoice that you are with us always when we gather in Christ's name. Amen. Before I begin my pastoral prayer this morning, I want to lift up in prayer the friends and family of Nancy Lashide. Nancy passed away this past week. She and her husband were the founders of Neighborhood Health Clinic here in Naples. And they are an institution here in our community offering affordable health care to working folks in the greater Naples area. But they are also a longstanding mission partner of our church. And our church has worked closely with Neighborhood Health Clinic and with Nancy and her husband. And so I ask us to keep in our prayers all those who knew her and loved her deeply and the whole Neighborhood Health Clinic community. And now let us be in a spirit of prayer. Gracious God, you are a God of hospitality. You have invited all to your home to sit at your table and into your arms. Help us to remember that no one is better than anyone else in your realm. Help us to then treat one another the way you treat us. Because you treat us with your tender love, we too take time to pray for our friends our family members, and even our enemies, and all who need you more than ever. We know that so many things are upside down in our world. Institutional conflict and decline, economic instability and inequity, racial reckoning, and political polarization, just to name a few. We need you to remind us that although some days it might feel like the sky is falling, that you are working amongst humanity for the good and remind us that because of our faith and trust in you and our deep belief in the inherent goodness of humanity, brighter days are in store, but we have to help make it so. You have blessed us with the gifts of the Spirit to further your kingdom and to be the body of Christ in this world. May we not squander those gifts. Empower us to continue to be your hands and feet, to continue the work that needs to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And we know that you created us to love one another and to love this life. 
And so may we never forget that joy is an act of resistance against the forces of evil in our world. Help us to find moments of joy, to love friends and family with reckless abandon, to laugh, to not take ourselves too seriously, to be reminded that working for the greater good can be fun. Being a Christian should be a joyful experience because we worship you, a good God, a hospitable God who rolls out the red carpet. Help us to welcome others into our lives the way you welcome each of us. Help us to embody your radical hospitality, especially letting the excluded know that your realm is open to all. Naples United Church of Christ is open to all. For we might be entertaining angels unawares. Or we might be entertaining ordinary people. And that's okay too. For all are worthy of your love. May it be manifested through us. We pray this in the name of your son, the one who opened doors for all and broke down barriers. The one who first taught us to pray together. Saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. And if you'd like to, you're welcome to follow along as the text is printed in your bulletins. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured, as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, For God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. 
Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. May God bless our modern hearing of these sacred words. She reads well, doesn't she? That's a great text, and she read it well. And it's the revised, it's the new revised standard version. And in 1601, King James VI became King James I. That's confusing. And he was King James of Scotland, and he became King James of England right about the time of Shakespeare. And by 1604, he commissioned the translation of a Bible. And it's a good translation. No, it's a great translation for its time. It's a little out of date. But every so often, the language of that translation we have to pay attention to. So listen to the way it starts this verse. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. In July of, uh, I don't know, a decade or so ago, I had a trip to New York City. We were living in St. Louis, and I invited Lee to go along with me and our grown son, Robert. And we uh, went to the airport, as I am wont to do, last minute. I got to the airport with uh, them, and we were really last minute, and the gate where the plane was leaving was not the normal gate. It was at the far end of the concourse. Time was close. We grabbed our bags. We ran. We ran faster. It looked tight. We ran faster still. We got just to the plane and squeezed in the door before they closed it. Now, I fly a lot, so I am rewarded for this by being upgraded every so often. And on this day, I had a first-class ticket, but not Robert or Lee. So we get in there, and they go to the back of the plane, and I get to sit in the front. There's only one seat open. It's a window seat, my assigned seat in first class. I slip past the person who's sitting in the aisle seat, and he says to me, a little hot, isn't it? Because I was pouring. Out of breath, are you? And I told him about how I was late and popped in my seat. He ordered a coffee to get when we took off, and then we took off. And he proceeded to fall asleep. When, he, uh, when the uh, flight attendant came around, she awakened him to give him the coffee, which made him go with a start like that. And he hit the coffee cup, and it started to fly. And I reached out and grabbed it. And he looked at me and he said, good catch, and gave me a fist bump. (laughs) This started a conversation about flying and how often do you fly and where are you from, you know, how the conversation goes. And he said, yes, he flies a lot, that his friend Willie Mays had told him that if you paid a quarter of a million dollars, you could fly first class in America and wherever they go anytime and never buy a ticket. I was intrigued by having a quarter million dollars. I was intrigued by the possibility of being able to fly first class all the time, but I was a little bit concerned about a friend named Willie Mays. Who has a friend named Willie Mays? The Willie Mays? And then I looked at his hand, and he had a World Series ring on his hand. And then I said, oh, my, you're a famous baseball player, aren't you? 
He said, yeah. I said, I should know who you are, shouldn't I? (laughs) Help me. And he said, my name is Reggie Jackson. (laughs) Reggie. I was embarrassed. I should have known him. I mean, Mr. October, how do I not know Reggie Jackson and recognize him? I'm sitting right next to him. It was amazing. And what was cool is we talked the whole flight. We talked just like two normal people. We just, well, I was trying to be normal. He was normal. We talked all the way, and our conversation got kind of deep about his life and his disappointments and the things that he did well and the meaning and a nephew that he'd helped and his outreach and his concerns and his fame and his... He just... We just talked. And it was amazing. All the way from St. Louis to New York. At one point, a group of high school kids who were sitting back with Lee and Robert uh, came up and got his autograph on a newspaper that they had. And I thought, hmm, I probably ought to get an autograph. But our conversation was so genuine, so normal, it just didn't seem like the right thing to do. So I didn't. When we landed, he grabbed his bag. I noticed that it was leather uh, with wheels on it. (laughs) He grabbed his bag on the aisle and went out ahead of me, and I followed him out. And we went out of the plane, and I stopped at the gate at the door to wait for Lee and Robert to come. And he started walking on. And he got about this far in front of me, and he stopped. And he looked back and he saw that I wasn't coming with him. And he took his hand from the bag like this and he changed hands and he turned around and he walked back and he shook my hand. And then he went off. A few minutes later, Robert and Lee came out and of course I had to tell them. And Robert said, where's the autograph? I said, I didn't get it. Are you stupid, he said. I didn't get the autograph. It was a most remarkable encounter, one I clearly remember and cherish, and I have no proof that it actually happened. You just have my word for it. I'm telling the truth. Believe me, maybe you don't. (laughs) So uh, it turns out I'm working on this sermon a couple weeks ago, thinking about angels unaware and For some reason, this story came in my head. And I was thinking about Reggie Jackson and how Reggie played for the New York Yankees and then he played for the the athletics in Oakland. And all of a sudden, I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought, did he ever play for the Angels? Out of 21 years of baseball, for four years, he played for the California Angels. I had entertained an angel and I was unaware. (laughs) This text in the book of Hebrews, this incredibly interesting text, it's not really very profound. It's very practical. Do this, don't do that. Make good sense, don't mess around. Be good, be generous, be kind. Be generous and kind to strangers. The King James talks about brotherly love. You know that phrase, brotherly love. It's actually a single word, and the word is Philo, Philae, Delphia, Philadelphia. It's the word Philadelphia. It's, you know, we call it the city of brotherly love. That's because it's, that's the word. To have love of your brethren, of your kin, to have that love. And the second word 
that says hospitality to strangers, it's another word, a Greek word, and it's philizinos. You know the phrase xenophobia, to be afraid of strangers and aliens, to not have xenophobia, that's fear of strangers, to have philoxeno, to love strangers, to, to care for strangers, to be hospitable to strangers. It's a remarkable thing. And then it says, of course, if you do, don't be surprised if ever so often you have entertained an angel, a messenger from God without knowing it. Of the whole interaction with Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson. I, I knew I was going to do that. Reggie Jackson. I didn't recognize him then. I can't remember him now. I don't know. The whole interaction with Reggie Jackson, the, the whole thing, the conversation, the hitting the coffee. By the way, I wanted you to know that he was a pretty good catch. And he said, I made a good catch, that fist bump. How about that? Who knew I was a golden glover? So uh, anyway, uh, that whole interaction, that whole conversation, it boiled down to this one little thing, that moment when he had walked away from me and not knowing that I had not followed him, and he had stopped. And when he turned around, changed hands that he had, freed his handshaking hand, and came back and shook my hand, that was the most remarkable thing to me then and now, and I think it's the most remarkable thing, and I want to suggest to you it is what hospitality is. Hospitality is not a big thing. It is to notice the one near you. It is to see them, to take a moment and remember them, to stop your course of the day and turn around and go back and greet them. It's not a big thing, but it's the most important thing I remember about my time with Reggie Jackson. It's the most important thing that happens to you when someone notices you when they see you, when they care for you, they remember you for just a moment, they stop what they're doing and they recall you. It matters immensely to us. It is a message from God that we are important. And all of us need that. Thanks be to God who sends us a California angel or an angel of some sort right in our midst. Thanks be to God who stops and helps us stop doing what we're doing just long enough to care for one another. Amen. And now, sisters and brothers, go forth in power and peace this day. Go forth driven to do the things you're doing. Go forth going where you're going. But don't forget to stop for just a moment. Greet a stranger. Provide hospitality to someone you do not know. Because, of course, you may just discover an angel unawares. Amen.